Welcome back to another Pine of Pint podcast. This week we are joined by Midlands goal scoring hero Lee Morris. Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Yeah, not bad. Cheers, fellas. How are you? Yeah, good. Yeah, good. Thank you very much. If it's all right, I just want to start right out at the beginning of your beginning of your career, at the early stages at York, Sheffield United. Can you sort of talk us through them sort of youth teams and making your debut for Sheffield United? Um. Well, I mean, it seems a quite a long time ago now. That uh, um, I grew up basically in um, Sheffield. Uh, my dad played for Sheffield United, and then um, he actually he was. Uh, oh, jeez, phone call. Yeah, I'm having a nightmare in me, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> Can cut that one out if you like. Um, so yeah, my dad played uh, for Sheffield. Uh, so I grew up in Sheffield and then um, when I was about eight, we moved out to Scarborough so we could be assistant manager for Neil Warnock at the time. That's how long back it was when Warnock was at Scarborough. Mm. Um, so I kind of grew up um, out there for a few years. And then when I was 16, I moved back to Sheffield to be apprentice at Sheffield United. Um in the meantime, York had kind of spotted us playing in a Sunday league game and invited me to go and play play there. Oh, geez, another one. <laughs> this is why I should have done it on your laptop. I'm actually at work right now, fellas. Try <laughs> don't worry about it. Um, so, yeah, moved there. Um, moved over there. Went to York for a couple of years. But because my dad's like... Uh, um, I still had close ties with Sheffield United. He, uh, it was always a case of if I was any good, you know, I'd, I'd go back to United for a trial. Um, and so when I was about 14, we, we went back there and I signed schoolboy forms for that. And then when I was 16, uh, moved back there to be an apprentice at Sheffield. Um, and for me, growing up, you know, my dad played for Sheffield United. I'd kind of grown up being a Sheffield United fan. It was like, you know, that was a club I always wanted to go back to and, and be a part of, you know. So yeah. uh, I was pretty pretty lucky to kind of start off my proper full time career at Sheffield. Yeah, and just um, just to touch on on your dad, Lee. So he had, like you say, an incredible career at, at Burnley, Southend, Blackpool, and Sheffield United. Were you were you always going to be a footballer after that, or? You know, Wikipedia, you lads, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> going to find you every week. We are. <laughs> Sorry, what was the question? No, just just was it always a case of following in your dad's footsteps? Were you always going to be a footballer, really? Was that the dream? Yeah, I mean, I, as long back as I remember, yeah. um, that's kind of what I wanted to be and what I wanted to do. I was always, I, I wasn't really into computer games or school or anything like that. I just always wanted to play and always had a ball at my feet. So, um, yeah, it that was always what I wanted to do when I was at school. I was always not the greatest because I wanted to to be a footballer and thought that's where I'd be going. So I was lucky that I managed to do that, you know. Yeah. Did it ever feel like it give you added pressure with your dad sort of having quite a good career as well? Well, um, it was uh, being at Chef U with him. It, it was was interesting because. You know, I got introduced on my debut as Colin Morris's son. Okay. Uh, Lee Morris is coming on. And uh, so uh, that was probably the biggest cheer I ever got in my career. You know? <laughs> 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 so 
So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was for me being a Chef U fan, going back there, playing at Chef U was always mm. a big deal. And, and playing, you know, I wore the number seven shirt a few times at Chef U, which was my dad's number. And um, so I, it was it was a good thing, you know. Yeah. What was it like making your debut then? Like, cause we've asked that to quite a few people. It's like the dream for fans like us. What's that like when you finally come on? How does that feel? Um, I mean, it, it was all, for me, it was a bit of a shock. You know, I I was only 17 and I'd been like with the youth team and reserves, but never really been. I, I was the kid that they pulled up to train with the first team if someone yeah. was injured or they had a player shirt. I was never like, I wasn't around the first team for four months and it was a gradual thing. Mm-hmm. I got a phone call um, basically after I'd left training uh, on the Friday saying, go and get yourself a suit. Uh, you're going to be involved on Saturday. And I had to go and get myself a suit. I didn't have one. Um, <laughs> so then I, I went and, and got one and um, I thought I was just in the squad. Then I got named on the bench and thought I was going to be like an unused sub and then got thrown on with 20 minutes to go. And it was just totally out of the blue. So yeah. I didn't really even have time to shit myself. I was just <laughs> in there, you know what I mean? <laughs> Straight in and on. Yeah. Um, nice. So I... I remember at Wolves, it was against Wolves at home um, and we were in the running for the playoffs at the time and Tony Daly had been, you know, he was a quick winger that played for England and Villa and I remember I was left wing, he was right wing, thinking, Jesus, he's quick, you know, and I, I, was, I was quick at the time but um, I can just remember being really excited about it and uh, then it was all over pretty quickly, you know. Yeah. I know you've touched on it, but you said that you're a Sheffield United fan. How do you feel about Chris Wilder at the moment? Obviously. I mean, it's heartbreaking. Absolutely heartbreaking. I I just, I can't believe that it's happened like this. You know, in my lifetime, you know, when I was young, following my dad, they were crap. Yeah. And then when he left, they were good and we were in the Premier League for a couple of years. And uh, we've been kind of a yo-yo club up and down. Uh, so this, in my whole lifetime, this is the best it's ever been. Yeah. And so to think about sacking him is just ridiculous. But uh, the way that it's all gone down, there's been rumblings for a little while that stuff was going on behind the scenes. But I always figured <laughs> the club would do anything to, to hang on to him, yeah. you know. And so... It's going to be a, a tough, bleak few years in front of us, I think, to be honest. Absolutely. He'd have been the perfect person to take you back up, wouldn't he? That's it. I don't think there'd have been anyone anyone better. No. But- Someone posted the other day, on I saw on Instagram, um, there's only Klopp and Pep in the last three or four years that have got a better record in Britain than him. Wow. You know, I believe it. Unbelievable stats Sheffield yeah. United have got, you know, since they were in League One. But, uh, you know, chairman are idiots, I guess, is the lesson we need to learn here. Yeah. We're not for is As a Burnley fan, like, there's a few rumours about Sean Dyche might go this summer after, like, eight years with us. And Wilder, a bit first person I've turned to, and he's just been sacked. Yeah. Mad but would you, would you want rid of, rid of Dyche? Like, you remember Stoke did it with Pulis. They wanted to get nicer footballing and then they tanked. Would you Would you want that for Burnley? No, not all. I just think Dyche is the one who wants out, really. I think he fancies a bit of a bigger gig, a bit of money to play with. And there's rumours, the rumour that we're hearing is that Hodgson might retire in summer and he might go to Palace. Mm. And for me, if that happens, Wilder, 
straight off, get him in. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, after the glamour of Sheffield, do you think he'd want to go to Burnley? <laughs> <laughs> Just a bigger Burnley, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> anyway right let's get back on to you Lee so um, a couple of years after you've made your, your Chef United debut you've moved to Derby um, so how did that we're always interested to know sort of how a transfer works behind the scenes so how did the offer come about and were you looking to leave or was it you were told you were going no we uh, there'd been like things in the summer I'd, I'd been reading in the papers that you know I'd been linked with Derby and um, we'd actually, we played Arsenal in the FA Cup um, while I was at Sheffield a couple of times and I'd done well in both games yeah, um, and started getting linked with them. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, I broke my foot in pre-season that year. Okay. So it kind of stalled everything a little bit, but Sheffield had like, you know, we were in dire straits, had no money. And so I was one of the kind of saleable assets at the time. Yeah. And so I, I basically, when I was getting um, fit again, uh, the manager said, right, you're going to train on Thursday. And I hadn't really been cleared. Mm. Trained trained on Friday. And then we played crew away on Saturday. And he put me on the bench. And I wound up playing the last like 15 minutes or so, yeah. which, you know, after being out like six, eight weeks, I probably shouldn't have done. Um, yeah. Anyway, then... Sunday afternoon, I got a phone call saying, you're going to Derby tomorrow. Um, we've agreed a fee. Uh, you know, you need to agree your wages and that you, you're getting sold. Yeah. And that was it. It wasn't, um, it was like probably before the days of when you, you say, well, you know, I want to meet the manager and learn a little bit more about the club and make sure yeah. if this is right for me or anything. Yeah. It was, you're out. This is what's yeah. happening. You're gone. Um yeah. And so in hindsight, I probably, you know, I would have probably preferred to have gone to Arsenal, but... Um, Excuse me. Yeah, Excuse think? me. Um, a Derby County <laughs> fan on here, Lee, at the moment. <laughs> no. you feel a bit it, hurt then that they were selling you? And the uh, way you found I, out, I mean, reading in the paper as well, sort of seeing you linked with them and... It was just the way it was done, you know, I mean... The other side of it was they were they were in the Premier League and they were pretty established at the time. They'd finished about ninth the year before. They just built Pride Park, which was like state of the art, and it, you know they were building a new training ground and um, they were they were having a go. Yeah. So it wasn't like I was joining somebody that was definitely going down or anything like that. It was definitely you know a step up for me, yeah. um, and you know. Jim Smith had been been around, you know, a long time manager. They had Seth Johnson and Rory Delap, young British lads in the dressing room. So it was a good move, it, you know. Just Arsenal had Berg Camp and Henri and all of them. That, was, <laughs> that would probably have been a better move. You know? yeah. um, so that was it. I went I literally. I went on Monday. Um, I had three day, the longest medical in the world because I'd always been injured, and uh, then literally played. Um, started against Tottenham on the following Saturday. That was it. Wow. So it, it was pretty quick how it came about. And, you know, I was a young kid. I just went on with it, really. Yeah. And obviously you touched on Jim Smith and famous, famous manager. What was he known as? The Bald Eagle, was it? I think. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was he like to play for? And, you know, compared to your managers prior and, and since, what was he... 
I can't, I can't really judge him as a disciplinarian. He, he looks like he has definitely a shout in him or a bollocking or two. Very, very angry man. <laughs> <laughs> very angry man. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I mean, again, I was like a young kid. I was 19 when mm. I went. And I'd been, you know, always like in the youth team, I was one of the better players and got into the reserves straight away. Got into the first team at 17. And when the club was strapped for money, I was, you know, I was like the golden child at Sheffield. So everybody had their arm around my shoulder. Everybody was nice and telling me how good I was and where I was going and all of this. And then I met Jim Smith and it was uh, <laughs> a little bit the other way, to be honest with you. Um, I, I mean, in his defence, we'd in his office that first week, I'd, I'd already broken my foot twice. And so in his office before I signed, I remember me and my dad sat one side of the desk and he was saying, oh, we're spending all this money. This is the most I've ever spent. I, we just can't get you injured. You, you've got to pass this medical. You've got to stay fit. And, you know, it's really important. So I broke my foot after three games and uh, was out for the rest of the season. Oh, God. So I didn't do him any favours. Um, and so coming back the next pre-season, um, <laughs> I, it took me a while to get fit and the team started off we were struggling we we weren't as high up in the league as what we had been the year before and so he had a lot of pressure on him but and he spent a lot of money on me so I'm guessing I wasn't <coughs> helping him out with that pressure by not scoring goals and stuff and not hitting the ground running when I when I finally did get fit um but I mean he was just he was old school yeah and you know I was kind of like a little bit I, I needed a manager to tell me how good I was and I'd run through brick walls for you but if you shouted at me I was too young to to kind of cope with that yeah so I, I wasn't reacting in the right way to it so I, that that next year was was tough under Jim um and I, I didn't really get going until um John Gregory came yeah uh, John Gregory came in and um I scored his first game we beat Tottenham at home one nil I scored the winner that day mm. um and like from day one he came in he put his arm around me he told me i was going to be his best player and all that you know just yeah. blew so much smoke up my ass i believed every <laughs> word of it and, you know yeah. kind of like i had a good run between then and the end of the season under him and then we got relegated unfortunately yeah i'm gonna say well sort of touched on that season well, playing against Man United, who's won the league, and Derby turn up and win one nil. I mean, we weren't out of well out of trouble at that point. What was that feeling like to to have gone on and won against the champions? Really? Well, uh, that the week leading up to it, we'd done all like the team shape, and um, I, I wasn't going to be in the team. Okay. Um, and so we've, we've got to Old Trafford and like you walk out of the stadium and I'm there thinking, how, you know, I want to play and bloody hell. Yeah. You know, but at the last kick of training the day before, Daryl Powell had twisted his ankle and not made a big deal out of it. I had a fitness test the next morning and I didn't know that he hadn't passed his fitness test and weren't going to play. Okay. So um, he's put the the like the team sheet up and he's gone through the, the shape and stuff like that. And he, he wasn't a big tactician. It was like two minutes. This is a team shape. This is what we're going to do. Go and play. Mm. <laughs> and I just looked at the subs and 
I want on the bench. And I was so pissed off <laughs> that I just switched off the rest of the the like meeting and I'm I'm sulking. Soon as he's finished, I've like gone up and like walked around into the showers and the bath. And I'm kicking my boots around in there, like pissed off. And he's come in and he said, right, okay, so when you get the ball, I just want you to kick it and run as fast as you can. And you know, I'm like all excited. And um so yeah, I mean, I, I again it was one of them situations where I, I kind of walked back into the room and like looked at the team and I was on there and thought, oh, geez, I didn't expect that. Like pretty excited. Um, so I went out and there was like, you know, no pressure. Everybody was expecting us to get beat and yeah. they were they were there to pick up their title and stuff. So we we just, we played real well. And uh, Pumi had a, a blinder in net, made a couple of good saves. And yeah, it was a, it was a good day, that one. <laughs> Who would have been the defenders that day at, at Man United? All of us. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, for the Man United team, who would you have been against? It'd have been Neville. Oh God, I can't remember now. Um, Laura Blanc, maybe Yapstam. Yeah, yeah, it'll be, it was that him. You know, I think I've got a photo where there's Skulls, Keane, and uh, Dennis Irwin are in the picture. Hmm. Um, Beckham was playing that day. Gigs missed the sitter, um, so they they had, you know, they didn't play the resis that day for sure. Not a bad team. Did you get any memorabilia, <laughs> any uh, shirt swapping or blades of grass so, as some fans do when they get onto a pitch? <laughs> we um, So when I very first um, started out, when I was still at Sheffield, 17, young kid, uh, we played Arsenal away. And after the, after the game, um, walking off the pitch, I was all excited, you know, and I went over to Tony Adams, like, you know, an idol. So I said, "Hey Tony, can we uh, can we swap shirts?" And he's looked at me and gone, "Piss off, kid!" <laughs> Absolutely shot me up. I was so embarrassed. So never again. I didn't. I never swapped shirts with anyone for the rest of my career because I didn't want to get shot down. He didn't want my shirt. <laughs> oh, so my uh, yeah, none of them. Tony Adams ruined it for me. <laughs> they never meet your heroes, don't they? Yeah, if we ever get Tony Adams on, we'll call him out for it. Yeah, we'll yeah. send you one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, just you, t you touched on in that Derby team. I mean, you had you had a few superstars yourself: Mark Poon, King Cladzi, Branko Strupa, Ravanelli. What, what what were they like to play with, and and who were the biggest character? Would you say? Well, it, it was a. Uh... That was like a weird era because coming from Chef U, we'd, it was like a, a pretty young British kind of all lads together. And, you know, like we'd all have a night out and it was no old bad kind of thing. Um, and then coming to Derby, it was exactly that. It was like clicks of different groups of people where we had all the Italians and, you know, the ones who didn't drink and the young lads who did. So it, it wasn't looking back now we were down the bottom of the league because it wasn't the tightest of dressing rooms. Yeah. You know, there was, there was too many of them. Now I remember Teribo West came for a couple of months mm. and was unbelievably good. Yeah. Um, we played Fulham away and he, he was, you know, he was a pastor, he was a vicar and he used to like fly home every Saturday night after the games and not come back till like the next Thursday because wow. he would be running his church in Italy. Um, <laughs> So I remember the first day he came in and he was like, he used to call the gaffer Jim Smith and uh, we're at Fulham away. 
He was Jim Smith. I'll, I'll say a prayer. I'll say a prayer for the boys. So he got us all, got us around in a circle. Taribo was in the middle, and it was the, you know, he's doing all the dancing, and we, whoa, hey. it was absolute carnage. So Taribo was definitely the biggest character for however long he was there for a couple of months. Um, but we had, you know, we had some good lads. Uh, Stefano Iranio was probably the the best player who yeah. was there. He was just such a quiet, unassuming, nice bloke. You would never have known where he'd gone in life, you know. And yeah. um, so, like the career he had, he was just such a nice bloke. Yeah. What, uh, what were Ravinelli likely? Because obviously he did great at Borough, and then when he were at Derby. It- whether it's right or wrong, he was perceived a bit like a money grabber, wasn't he? That's how it was in the media anyway. What what were perceptions for the lads then? Like you say, you, you were used to a tight dressing room. Did you kind of have that feel about him? Was he just there picking up a paycheck, do you think? Or? It was hard for him because I think you're never going to turn down. You know, I think he was on like 50 grand or something. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't his fault. <laughs> you're no, not going to say no, are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he was coming to the end of his career by the time he was with us. And I think that was just it. Um, he, he got injured. I remember him getting injured for a long time and kind of disappearing, going back to to Italy and not doing his rehab at yeah. Derby. And, you know, I, I kind of think even you have to be going in every day and doing your work and be seen to doing your work. And there was none of that with him. Yeah. Um, but again, we kind of, he was Ravenelli. So if he wanted to do that, who were we to kind of argue with it? You know, it was just <laughs> oh, the way that it was. Um, so he, he was a nice bloke. I think that he was hard done by for the perception of him because it was just the stage he was at in his career that that that's the way it went at Derby. Um, but it, he was in hell of a team at Middlesbrough as well. And I think yeah. I'm not sure we were quite as strong at the time, you know. Right, yeah. How did it all come about leaving Derby then? Because I know... Obviously, you, you moved over to Leicester. Was there any sort of underlying issues to why you didn't stop longer or was it just sort of the offer was accepted and out of your hands? I was coming to the end of my contract at, at Derby. Um, I think they were trying to clear the clear the decks a little bit and just move on to a to a new era. George Burley was in and yeah. um, we, had, we had a big squad that needed trimming. Um, and so it was one of them, I guess, they could have let me leave on a free in summer or um, or sell me at the time because uh, I don't think they, they were going to offer me anything new. Um, so it, actually, I was I was due to go to Sheffield um, and I'd actually gone and done my medical at Sheffield, met with Warnock and all the rest mm-hmm. of it, and I was I was all set to go back. Um, and Chef Yu, the, the way it all kind of shook out was Chef Yu were playing Derby on a Tuesday night and on that day I went to do my medical at Sheffield um, came back halfway through the game I'd been left out of the squad so I could do the medical and kind of get on my way past everything and then um, they were playing Norwich away on the Saturday which Chef Yu at the time was second Norwich were top okay so Warnock could sort of said, listen, let's get that game out of the way. I don't want to upset the, the squad by bringing in a new player before the biggest game of the season. We'll, you know, we'll do it after. Yeah. So I said, okay, fair enough. Um, 
anyway, by the Friday, I'm calling him saying, well, when, when do you want me to come down? And he won't picking up, won't answering his texts. Okay. Just went total radio silent on me. Yeah. Um, so on the, on the Sunday, I got a call from my agent saying, listen, Leicester have put in a bid for you. It's been accepted. They're in the Premier League. But, you know, if you're going, you need to go tomorrow because it's deadline day. Okay. So I was back in trying to get hold of Warnock. Couldn't get hold of him. Um, so it was one of them. I wound up going down on the Monday, agreed the money, did my medical, like called him again at four. And I was like, time's running out. What's going on? Yeah. Anyway, wound up signing for Leicester that night. Then I seen Warnock the next day on Sky say, blasting me, saying he calls himself a Sheffield United fan. I can't believe he's done this to the club and his dad would never have done that and all of that stuff. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I think that he had another forward in the pipeline as well and he was just seeing how it, how it worked out and um, stringing me along till he could sign him. And yeah. Uh, So, yeah, it was a, was a weird one. I wound up at Leicester and, instead of uh, Sheffield. Yeah, so it would have been a nice return, that, wouldn't it? But yeah. I'd have loved it. Yeah, I was I was so excited. I couldn't wait to go back. Um, but yeah, wound up at, at Leicester instead, which you know they were in Premier League, and yeah, uh, it, it wasn't a disaster going back there. It was still a real exciting thing. Um, just didn't quite work out, you know. Did you get any stick from like friends and family then? Because I'm guessing you've got got friends and family who are United fans as well. So uh, what, what, what the first time. <laughs> First time I went back was um, I was on the bench for Leicester. And um, so obviously in, in the week leading up to it, it was that, you know, like Morris is coming back and stuff. You know? <laughs> so I'd got a bit of stick when I went out to warm up. I got a, the, this kind of like few fans start booing and that. So the next time I went out, it was a bit louder. Next time, by the fourth time I went out, like the whole of the stand next to us was like up in arms. And I've kind of took a look. And it's like 10 of my best pals have all run down to the bottom of the stairs and they're all swearing at me and Morris, you're like, all of this stuff. So I turned around and like, oh, he's like, piss off. Anyway, a police lady's had to escort me back to the bench saying I was inciting the fans. Oh, so, uh, all my pals. So yeah, we had some, uh, it was good banter going back for sure. Is that sorted now we're Chef you then, Lee. Like, have you been back to Bramall Lane lots of times since? And fans are all right with you now. I take it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it is. It it just is. It's all pantomime, isn't it? And yeah. you know, I, I loved it there. And you know, I, I wish. I mean, American now, so I wish I'd been able to go back when they were in the Premier League and see it all. You know, but yeah. it's been it's been brilliant seeing them back up. You know, it's it's good to see them in the top division while it lasts. Yeah, a few more weeks. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, just just on your time at Leicester as well, you you in, uh, hampered by by injury, a serious knee injury. So so what what's that like? Just being out, sort of desperate to play and and getting back playing. Obviously, a new club as well. It it was a just the whole time at Leicester was really hard. Mm. Um, I mean, it was uh, Leicester's. It's a really good club. Uh, it was. Even then, you know, we, we were getting relegated at the time, but you felt like we were going to have a go to, to get back up. Mm-hmm. And so I wound up, I, I tore my thigh um, shooting at the end of practice on my first first day. Mm-hmm. Tried coming back too quick, tore it again worse, missed the season in the Premier League, got relegated, worked all over summer to try and get back fit for pre-season. 
did my cruciate about a week into pre-season and then missed the whole of that year. Yeah. And then last year in my contract, I was um, basically, I was coming in before training, going into the gym, working, training, then going into the gym in the afternoon, trying to get as fit as I could. Yeah. And I look back now and I was doing too much. Yeah. Trying to, trying to get fit. And I was so desperate to, to stay at, you know, the big club. Yeah. Cause I, I was, I was 24 when I went there and I was kind of ready at, you know, I knew I was a good player. I knew I could have a go. And Mickey Adams was a Sheffield United fan. Alan Cork was there, Sheffield United legend. So Dave Bassett was like the director of football who, who, you know, I grew up watching his teams at Sheffield. So I was in a really good spot with a really good club. Yeah. And it just, you know, it like disintegrated in front of me. It was a nightmare. Yeah. So it's hard, you know, because yeah. nobody, you, you want to be fit and playing. Um, so, I, yeah, Leicester was a tough time, really. Yeah. On a more positive note then, obviously, Lee, Yeovil. We have to touch on Yeovil as well because... Obviously, you did score in a very famous semi-final win in the playoffs <laughs> against Nottingham Forest, I think it was. And then, obviously, you all got promoted the highest ever position. And, you know, I don't want to assume that's probably the highest position they'll ever be. You know, unbelievable for a club of that size to get as high as they did. What were your time like at Yeovil? We had the year, um, the year I was there, I had, uh, it was a brilliant year. It was the year Wembley opened. Um mm -hmm. So beating Forest in that semi-final was was like a massive thing to us. We were favourites for relegation. We were going to finish 24th out of 24 yeah. before the season started. So to get into the playoffs was just a fairy tale. And then, you know, 2-0 down after the first leg, going away to Forest, who were like the biggest team in the division, was, you know, we were written off by everyone. Um, and they were selling uh, on the, like, electronic board. There was buses being advertised to Wembley and, so it was a it was a sweet night that was, and especially having been at Derby, you know, I was yeah, I was the one yeah. that was getting booed and all of that. So it was a that was a sweet night for us. Um, we actually we got beat by Blackpool. You remember when Blackpool had that good run? Yeah. Uh, so we got beat by Blackpool in the final at Wembley, mm. um, and then the next year I did uh, my cruciate again. First. Uh, first cup game it was like in the league cup away at hereford so that was you know that was pretty much the end of me um at that stage really but that that year at yeovil was uh was brilliant you know that was after the couple of years at, at leicester where everything had gone wrong for for that to be like a, a fairy tale kind of year for me was was really good fun brilliant <laughs> Right, okay. Well, the one thing that we do like to do, Lee, if you don't mind, we just do a quick five-question quiz all about your career. Um, I think you've answered a couple of questions anyway while we've just been chatting through. So if that's all right, we'll just, just finish on that. Um, so it's called the Tommy Lee Pro 5 quiz because Tommy, former Chesterfield goalkeeper, was the first to get five out of five. Um, all right. So he, he got the naming wrapped. <laughs> um, so we'll go straight in. So number one, of the clubs you played for, you scored the most goals for Derby. How many goals did you score for the Rams? Is it 14, 15, 16 or 17? 16? 17. Maybe? You've done yourself out of one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, always, always go highest. 
I don't like to undersell people. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, you netted on a few occasions at both uh, Sheffield United and Burton. Which club did you score the most goals for? What, of Sheffield or Burton? About Sheffield or Burton, yeah. Uh, probably Sheffield. It was eight for Sheffield United and seven for Burton, so not bad returns. Um, number three, you received one red card in your career. Who was it against? Wrexham. It was. You scored the winner in that game as well. 2-1. scored the winner and then got sent off five minutes later and it, it won't for swearing at the referee either. It was a bad tackle. Was it? Yeah, yeah, you'd be shocked. <laughs> Was it uh, a deserved red card? We ask we ask all as guests this, and they rarely say yeah. It, no, it was a, it was an outrage. To be honest with you, I'm still bitter to this day. <laughs> what was it? A straight red then? Full straight red. I just scored, and their fans. It was a it was a big game. We were both yeah. trying to win the league at the time. And uh, I just scored, and it was uh, it won. It was a bit of a controversial goal. They thought I was offside, so it went nuts. Yeah. And then, literally straight after, it was a tackle right in front of all their fans, and they all went <laughs> mental. It right. was it was all ball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to look it up. We'll believe you. <laughs> um, so, number four, you made 38 Premier League appearances, scoring four goals. Who was your first Premier League goal against? Tottenham. It was, yeah. I was actually at that game. <laughs> Weird story. Yeah. My stepdad's a Tottenham fan. And, yeah, I were in, in a way. And at, uh, at Did you think it went in? It were close, weren't it? But I think we were right behind that net. I think, yeah. I were only young. But can, yeah, I, did, I think it did go in. It, it was still to this day. I mean, if VAR was... Uh, around I'm not sure I'd have been given that one to be honest <laughs> keeper straight through and it was terrible <laughs> it were, I can remember it yeah it was it a bad goalkeeper but yeah I thought, I thought I, I seem to remember it I think it did go in can't take like away from you now can I like that brother <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and finally which teammate did you share the pitch with on the most occasions is it Paul uh, Paul Boatin Chris Riggett or Danny Higginbottom that's a good question. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you. Danny? No, Maybe. of the three, Danny Higginbottom, 45, Chris <coughs> Riggett, 49, Paul Burton, 56. Wow. It's Phil Dynamite. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that was, uh, that's it for the quiz. I, I don't know how many you got. Luke, do you know? Not many. Not many. Not it after me. That's for sure. You got. <laughs> I think it was towards the top with Atlee because some of them have done absolutely shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hard to believe that I'm asking questions about some people's own career with some answers they come up with. But yeah, <laughs> brilliant, mate. That's that's all we've got time for. But you've been absolutely amazing. We've loved it. Thank you so much. For, for giving us your time and wish you all the best. I appreciate it, fellas. It's been a good laugh anytime. Brilliant. Look after yourself, mate. Hey, cheers, fellas. You too, lads. Good cheers, to see you. Cheers, Lee. Cheers, Lee. Yeah. Bye, Thanks, mate. Bye.